Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's nothing better. Nothing better, Father. Nothing better than you, Father. Thank you for your presence today. Thank you for the time, Lord, that you've just spent with us, just being here, just loving on us and letting us love you, Father. Thank you, Lord. There's nothing better than you, Lord. Nothing better, Father, because all you want to do is spend time with us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. God is good, huh? Nothing is better. Nothing is better. Nothing is better. Nothing, nothing. Nothing is better. And we just sang about it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Well, good morning. 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 <laughs> okay. Good morning. It is cold outside. Cold. In case y'all didn't know, just letting y'all know, it's cold. <laughs> I don't know if y'all knew. I don't know if y'all felt it. It's cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're trying something new. Actually, I'm trying something new. This. <laughs> Doing announcements. Doing an opening. Afterward, Chris, we go home, and Chris gives me the list of what I didn't do. He doesn't tell me what I did right. He only points out my bad. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding, just kidding. So, announcements. I feel like... Um, did you ever see um, Daddy Daycare with uh, Eddie Murphy? You know, when he's sitting at the lunch breakfast table and he's telling the kids, and today we'll have reading by the, you know, the, what does he call it? the oak tree in the backyard. And today, I feel like that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> like, how do you get into all this? Um, so announcements are, um, we have the Creative Healing Night in two weeks. Woohoo! Be there or miss out. It's up to you. <laughs> Pretty simple. <laughs> um, other announcements are, uh, so our daughter, our youngest daughter is getting married in March the 6th in Austin. So we will be gone that weekend. Um, short little ceremony um, in Austin. And Craig, our lovely Craig Ferris, who moved to Texas, will be here with you guys on Sunday because we won't be here Sunday. So exciting. Ben, we're already benefiting from his um, Texas trip. Yes. Um, the other testimony, testimony, the other announcement is we have Doug Alexander three, February 12th through the 14th. The March. I knew it. It's right here. I was just checking if y'all are paying attention. And y'all are, so y'all are good. This is working. Oh, I just want to look at y'all just for a second, because I'm really nervous. So, <laughs> it's good? I'm good? You're good? We're all good. Okay. 
we're all good. So we don't have a date for this yet, but we're looking at water baptism and baby dedication. So if that is something you want to participate in, you want to dedicate your baby. John, if you want to dedicate Zoe, that's your day to dedicate her. Uh, let us know, and we'll f we're still figuring out a date how that's going to work for everybody. And, um, and then I just want to give a big thank you to Mr. and Mrs. Rodriguez for taking care of our kids last night. Oh. These guys, we knew they were great apart, but together they're greater. Yes. We're going to keep these guys. We are. We're keeping them. Um, and what else? There was a couple others. Our heart family just had another heart baby, right? <laughs> so there's going to be three of those bleach blondes running around here. <laughs> so Miss Marilyn will be creating a meal train ASAP today, maybe tomorrow. She's going to get it together today or tomorrow. So if you have any questions, please see her. She's going to send out a text or something on Facebook. The, the, the information is coming as I speak. <laughs> um, mill train for the Hart family, so if you can, please jump, jump on there, donate, help them out. Um, and then also our beautiful breakfast. How many of you guys are enjoying that breakfast? That's awesome. John was up late last night making donuts. Oh, so good. He even had special donuts, jelly-filled, chocolate-filled. Yes, he went to Shibley's to get the boxes because he likes to have, do everything right, but they were good. Um, so if you guys want to donate to that, because it does cost money to eat those beautiful donuts, Miss um, Rodriguez, as in Sarah Rodriguez, will be creating a, she gave me a name, Core Breakfast Fund on the church app, so you can go on and donate, and no more cash. Nobody's got time for cash. Um, so yeah, you can just go on there, click the thing, donate through there. Yes, ma'am. You can do, you can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> um, and then we just have our kiddos. Our kiddos, can we stand up, please? You know what's the biggest thing about being up here is just hearing my own voice. I feel like that's really weird to hear my voice up here. <laughs> that's my main struggle is listening to my voice. Anywho. Um, yeah, these are our kids. Kids, kids, kids. Who, Tabitha? Yes. Yeah, that's true. Tabitha is a kid. That is so true. Um, Lord, we just bless these kids. Thank you for them. Thank you for all the flagging that you guys did. Thank you for changing the atmosphere for us this morning. Thank you. Thank you for doing all that. Thank you for setting a platform for us to worship in today. And... You're, you guys are off, Miss Lydia. You're ready? You ready? I think you are doing Valentine's stuff today. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, they did? Oh, you say that. That's our big kid, Tabitha, back there. <laughs> Hold up. Um... I don't know how to do that. I guess we'll do it after. Um, last thing is, um, if you guys uh, would just join us in investing in our core family, there is the number up there, which I do not have, which is also known as our tithes and offerings. 
that's the number that we're looking for. 84321, is that right? Those are tithes and offerings. And I'm probably doing that wrong, so I'll get a thrashing when we get back, because it's not going to be right the way Chris did it. So <laughs> these are the jokes, kid. Okay, here's Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if I have any bit of humor at all, y'all know absolutely where I get it from. Ain't no doubt. Uh, everybody good this morning? Yeah. Yeah. Man, um, it is, uh, oh, trying to go technology again. Uh, man, it, it's really, it's really interesting. Um, we got, you know, we get, we got so used to, um, Adriana being up here on the keys and then her voice. And, uh, it's interesting how, um, as a musician, um, you know, there's, there's, um, there's a certain way that I play if I'm with someone else and there's a certain way that I play if I'm alone. And, uh, and it, it's funny because I find myself jumping between the two and I'm like, Hey, you can't do that. We're, we're here in the middle of worship. <laughs> I can't do that. Um, it's just, it's just in- interesting. Um, man, I'm trying to find this. I can't find my stuff here. Anyway, um, man, y'all turn with me, if you would, to the book of uh, Ephesians. We're going to go to Ephesians chapter 2. Um, really, um, really wanting to just hammer some things in. Um, at, at the core of it, um, it's our identity. But uh, I, I'm, really, I'm really digging into this stuff about... Um, being a kingdom citizen and what that means and what that looks like. And um, I, I believe it's just so important that you and I understand our, um, our identity. But, you know, identity is a, a, a pretty big word, right? It, it covers a lot of stuff. And then you get to do all the breakdowns of identity. And one of those is that you're a kingdom citizen. Amen? Amen. Um, and... Um, it's just super important, I believe, to know and understand what all that entails so that you and I actually know how to walk in the full inheritance of who and what that is to be a kingdom citizen or a citizen of the kingdom of God. Amen? Um, and uh, anyway, it's, uh, it's just interesting. Um, and no, I do not go home and thrash for kill about... It's actually the other way around. She's lying to y'all. <laughs> She's anyway, man. Um, Ephesians chapter two. Everybody good? Yeah, I know we got a few people out today, um, and I know Jim and Kathy. Yesterday was it? No, Friday. They they already had ice all over their stairs and stuff like that, and they just actually had uh, cataract uh, surgery. So, um, you know, he told me, he said, yeah, we're probably not going to get out on the road. And they already have ice over there at their place. And that was Friday. So very, very, um, you know, keep them in your prayer. Uh, I don't know if they're logged on or not, but I see a few people logged on. Hey, it's good to have everybody with us uh, joining in. How many of y'all have been able to take a look at the YouTube or listen to the podcast? Yeah, man, doesn't it just look so good? The 
the I, I just I really want to take my hat off uh, to Ronnie and Kevin. Uh, they're they're just doing a great job of the production part of it. You'll notice Josiah's not here. Uh, you know his time with us. Uh, we paid him, you know, to come in and teach and train and set up and all that. And so now he's doing all our editing and stuff. So he, he does the final edits. Uh, but these two guys here are the backbone behind the actual production of filming and setting up and all that. And um, I, I just love the way it looks. Um, you know, it's, it's just good. I, I'm excited for where all that is going. Uh, I'll tell you this much. Um, Y'all have seen our Facebook and our Instagram stuff. Yeah. So um, I think it's phenomenal. I, I think it's amazing looking and even just a setup. And um, you know what's what's so awesome is um, a lot of you kingdom reformers uh, will remember Cassidy Adkins. Um, she is a, a very um, just an awesome young lady that is all in the media mountain um, and Social media is kind of her thing. It's her platform. Uh, she does a great um, job of uh, trying to infiltrate that mountain for the kingdom and teaching others how to do the same. She's a podcast producer. She does a lot of the podcasts that a lot of us listen to. Uh, she produces those, uh, Matt and Dez, Dub Alexander's, and a couple of others. Um, and uh, she actually sent me a message. She says, she goes, hey, man, y'all social media is on point. <laughs> It's awesome. And I was like, yeah, that's good. Come from Cassidy, yes. Uh, anyway, um, so I, I, would, I would encourage you if um, I, I've been going back and I try to go back and listen because I try to find my mistakes and where I can do better and improve before Raquel sees it. <laughs> because that thrashing is actually this way, not that way. And so I try to get in there and critique before she sees it and gets a hold of me. That's what I try to do, but... Um, I'm just really excited. Uh, we are, we are going to try to start, you know, this has been a, a, a good four months of laying a foundation for our production and stuff. And so we're going to start to push into a couple of other things and try to do some additional uh, video type stuff. And uh, we want to begin to, we've got some ideas about hearing from you, from CORE, because you are the church, not me. Amen. And so we got some ideas with that. Uh, that'll be coming up in the future, being able to get to hear you guys uh, and put you on the YouTubes. Yeah. So um, anyway, I highly encourage you to go back and look at the one where we did the teaching on Ecclesia and we got to see everybody. It's long. It's like an hour and 40 minutes, but man, it's so powerful to hear your hearts. Like, you know, I'm halfway through it now. And just to hear the, the, the beginnings, man, it really stirs me. And so I, I know Raquel and I are very excited uh, glad to be walking hand in hand with you guys. Uh, but uh, Ephesians 2, kingdom citizenship, uh, just a couple of things I want to point out today. I, I know that um, uh, Sarah or Miss Rodriguez is dying to get home and cover up under blankets, so I'm going to try to be quick today. Uh, poor girl, she's about to freeze to death. Roger, I mean, I hope you got a bunch of blankets because you know. You <laughs> Sarah's freezing at 68 degrees. Yeah, yeah, 85. <laughs> yeah. So, again, the backbone of this, um, what we want to talk about is found, I'm sorry, it's um, Ephesians 2, yeah, sorry, 19. 
where Paul is talking to the church at Ephesus and he says, Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. Now, something I want to point out here is that he, this is, this is like the middle of this part of the first part of this letter that he's writing. And in uh, chapter two is where he really begins to break down into some things um, about where we come from, where you come from as a believer, right? That you, you know, the old phrase, I once was lost, but now I'm found. And, and you know, there's all kind of stuff about that. Um, but at one point you were not, you did not have the revelation. You didn't have the understanding of your connection to the Father, right? Had nothing to do with walking the aisle and saying the prayer. That, that's a beautiful thing, and I did that as well at 17 years old, and I'm not knocking it. It's just that that action is not what saves you. What saves you, what brings you, uh, it doesn't. So I'm, 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 maybe I'm going to say something. Um, maybe I shouldn't say that. Abort, abort. <laughs> We're all connected to the Father, whether we know it or not. Does that make sense? There's so many years that in a church culture, I sat there thinking, man, they're lost. They're going to hell, uh, to hell in a handbasket, right? And, 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 and uh, that's, a, that's a place. It, it is a, there is that separation uh, in the scripture that we read about. And I'm actually still studying some stuff on that, too, that's pretty cool. But the point is, is that... Everyone is connected to God. It's just those that we call lost, we don't act, they don't actually know that they're not connected yet. And so it's that point of when you come to that realization, we use that fancy word revelation, right? It's a good word, right? We love it. And that's great for a church community. Uh, but I, I don't know that people on the street or if we if we do something at the uh, um, I don't know if we go to if there's some LG whatever that is a gay community pride thing parade if we go there I don't know that they're gonna be looking for us or say do you have the revelation of becoming a son of the living God <laughs> probably not but see the thing is is coming into that understanding is the key. Remember Paul, when he was at Corinth and he stood around and he, he looked at all the 16 statues of the, uh, I believe it was 16 different idols. And the last one, you remember he says, hey, I'm here to tell you all about this God. He didn't go, Shandai, and start tearing everything down. And no, he he met them where they were because it's a beautiful thing about our God is he meets us where we are. There really is no requirement for you to come up. Did you know that? There's not that, that requirement is not there. It's just the realization, the understanding coming into knowing that, man, I am a son of God. I'm his. I belong to him. He belongs to me. What now? Well, now, son, let me show you how to be a son. Daughter, let me show you how to be a daughter. And that is where kingdom citizenship comes in. Um, I do believe, let me kind of rabbit trail sidetrack for a second. You know, for so long in, in, we were, we were the overt, uh, Christians. Do you know what I mean by that? 
we were overt. We we would overtly we would stand on the corners and and I my, this actual Bible right here it's got some scars and dents in it from my battles on the streets of North Houston where looking for Catholics looking for prostitutes looking for the you know the pimps that were there the gangbangers oh man we get with them gangbangers man I'd get in there I'd man. I'd swing that Bible all around, right? Telling them how wrong they were, how bad they needed Jesus, and all, you know, and everything, and praying tongues in front of them, and, and yeah, man, I was ready, ready to throw down in the spirit, ma'am. Oh yeah, I was. Back then, I would have told you, "Don't you know it?" Yes, I am. And that was an overt form of Christianity. <laughs> I am overtly coming and bringing you the good news of Jesus. And I turned more people away than, than I actually brought in. And I understand it was, uh, I don't walk in that guilt or shame anymore because I, I, I just didn't know any better, really. That's just really what it was. We were, Raquel and I were, um, in our in our Christian upbringing, we were saved at 17 and 18, and and uh, where the, the 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 culture that we were in at that time was very dogmatic, very militant, very religious, you know, almost legalistic. You know, we all loved God with everything we had, man. We really did. We just didn't know any better, and that's not the way we were. That was not the true kingdom way. And so there's overtly coming in and slapping everybody with the Bible and standing up and all that kind of stuff. But then there's a covert way, which I believe is perfectly kingdom and it is perfectly Jesus. How many times can you think of in the scripture right now where Jesus was talking to someone and it says, and they did not recognize it was him. And Jesus never got up and condemned. He never got up and, and, and stood there and told everybody um, how bad they were, and he would tell stories. What? Yeah, he would tell stories, parables. And he was moving and breathing as a kingdom citizen in and where the people around him were. Does that make sense? I mean, they laid the they 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 tore off in the roof tore off the roof and laid the guy down you know from the rooftops to get healed. Um, can you imagine if he would have said, "Sorry guys, y'all come in the wrong way." The church says that you can't do that. No, he didn't do anything like that. And just there's just multiple times in the scripture where he wasn't trying to. He wasn't trying to follow a list of rules. He was simply being love, being kingdom. He was simply being the son of the living God, which is exactly who you are. You're a son, amen? You're a daughter? Yes? And so that's the whole reason I'm really, I've just really been blown away with pushing into understanding what it is to be a citizen of the kingdom and what all that entails. I, I talked a few weeks ago um, about uh, our rights, even as Americans, and uh, you know our Constitution, or um, and, and just on and on the Bill of Rights, and just 
the, the laws and stuff that we have laid out and how you and I, we have uh, rights. We have um, legal authority to do certain things and to be certain places in this country because we are a citizen. And so this morning, I kind of want to push just a little bit into what are those, um, what does that look like from that angle as, uh, of being a kingdom citizen in the things that we have rights to do in the things, not that we should do, like you better do this or else, but just what you should do. I believe as like in our in our nation as Americans, I really believe everybody should vote. I, I mean, we should vote. We should we should uh, understand and 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 see what's going on in our community. Uh, be engaged with our uh, with our elected officials, right? Um, and and there's just a part of that that I believe you should be you should be involved in in, in some form or fashion, even if it's just seeing what's going on, right? And it's hard to tell today in this day and age, right? Because a lot of our politicians, they flip-flop. I'll be real straight, man. There's a guy. I love this guy so far. I love everything about him. Is Dan Crenshaw. Y'all know our state rep, Dan Crenshaw? He got the eye patch, ex-Navy SEAL, got wounded. I love this guy. I think he's y'all's uh, uh, congressman. Yeah, District 2 over there. So my sh- our shop is in his district. But up here, we're not. And... I just, I love this guy. I'm actually going to try to get us connected with him where we can have a conversation about man, what, what can we do to reach a community? What, what do you see and, and be connected? I feel like that's our responsibility to be involved. So what does that look like from a kingdom citizenship? Well, I'm so glad that you asked that. So um, one more time, Ephesians 2, uh, 19. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. Look at this, verse 20. Having uh, been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord in whom you also are being built together for a habitation for God in the Spirit. You and I are being built together as kingdom citizens, as as citizens and members of His kingdom being built together as a place to house the Spirit of God. That's why when people walk in the door, there shouldn't be any shame. There should be nothing but acceptance and love, no matter what. Why? Because... This is a kingdom place, right? And anyway, that's just one example. So now we're going to go back to Romans 8 where we were um, last week. Um, let me know when you get there. I'm going to switch over. Actually, I actually don't need that anymore. Romans chapter 8. There's just a couple of things I want to look at here. Um, I love the book of Romans. I think Ephesians is probably my favorite book. Um, but Romans has just come alive to me so much more since coming out of that church culture into kingdom. And, and I've, I've read it multiple times and, and it's just I, I, like it's a, it's a never ending story, right? When you dig in in Romans. Um, 
And so we started last week with this verse, chapter uh, 8, verse 1. It says, um, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Can you say yes and amen to that? <laughs> uh, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ has set you free from the law of sin and death. We talked last week that there are two sets of law. There's two different laws, right? There's the law of the spirit of life and there's the law of sin and death. Beautiful. Because we're no longer bound to the law of sin and death. Amen. Um, verse three. I, I believe that verse three um, is is one of the most powerful verses that you and I truly need to understand. And it's I believe this is a verse that we need to chew on and dig into over and over and over again. And we're not going to spend a lot of time here this morning because we did last week. But I just want to make that real clear as we read through this. Look at what verse 3 says. Uh, I'm in the New American Standard. I'm also going to read it out of the Passion. Um, verse 3, uh, for what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And as an offering for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. Man, I, I've been, that, that phrase, he condemned sin in the flesh. Like that, that has not left me alone for a few weeks now. And, and I, I just, Jesus had every opportunity to condemn sin people that he came into contact with the woman at the well how about mary she was a prostitute in this in this world how we how many of y'all at one point don't raise your hand but all of us we've looked down on people like that before not knowing the circumstances the situations or anything like that we've we've looked down right And Jesus had every opportunity to do that. Remember, even all the, how many people did he heal that he came in contact with? Do you know it was a mindset at that time in that culture? It was a mindset that if you were blind or you were crippled, the question was, who sinned, Lord, this man or his parents? They thought somebody did something bad and God has got to take care of it. Man, do you know... Uh, Raquel and I saw some information the other day, and, and I, I found out that this is true. Do you know in the 17, 1800s that if a woman was raped, that if she got pregnant, the thought process was that uh, she was allowing it. She was willing because God wouldn't allow that to happen wouldn't allow her to get pregnant unless she was willing. That's pretty stupid, right? Thank God we're not 200 years ago. Man. And so that kind of a thinking is not kingdom. True? There was no point where Jesus condemned anyone that he came in contact with and he had every right to because he was the righteous fulfillment of he was God in the flesh right but the point the reason he didn't is because that's not really how God's heart is think about that for a second that is not how God actually is we've thought that for years 
man, I know. So, you know, obviously, our, we have three daughters, and, uh, and they're PKs, right? Preacher's kids. And for a long time, we were just associate pastors, and they were still, they were always put in the glass. I remember, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step out of here a little bit. We, we had a lady here at one point, older lady, and she was just mean. I'm sorry, she was just mean. She was, she just mean-spirited. Everything was neg. Everything was, you know, she, God forbid that if I'm trying to hit a note, uh, I get a fly or something, right? What would she do? She'd be facing at the front. She'd go. (laughs) She'd look back. She'd go back there and tell the sound people, music is too loud. Snarling, man. Like, and there was uh, a point where she said something to our daughter one time. Is that right? I'm almost positive that happened. I'm sorry if it didn't. Uh, and, and it's like our kids were put in this place, not, uh, they were just PKs, right? And, and they were kind of looked at in a glass and held. If anybody in here is a PK, then you know what I'm talking about. And, you know, that's one thing that Raquel and I look at now is that was church culture um, because we were, we're people too. Our kids are people too. Like right now, our good friends, Matt and Des, you know, they're, they're in a lot of transition. Y'all know them. They got four kids. You have to think about their kids. Like they, their kids want to do ballet or baseball or jujitsu or something like that too, right? And there's all these aspects of that that people would judge in the past. And it's just not kingdom. Sorry, I, I got off a minute. I'm in. This condemnation is what it is. I, I just, Jesus never condemned anybody. Or did he? I mean, he, he got mad and flipped tables, right? But he didn't go around uh, in the temple and condemn them. Brood of vipers and all that. He, he did go down. He got a little angry and he spit a little fire, I think. But he never condemned anybody. What did he condemn? He condemned sin. Think about that for just a second, church. He condemned sin in the flesh. Isn't that, uh, for me, it's mind-blowing, and I'm still trying to understand it. So that's, that's like my favorite part of this passage that I'm trying to dive deeper into. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry if I rabbit trailed off and got sideways there. Um, He condemned sin in the flesh. Verse 4, so that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. Can you say that with me? In us. In us. Um, Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who who are in, sorry, verse 5. For those who are in accord with the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who are in accord with the spirit the things of the spirit for the mind uh, set on the flesh is death but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace verse 7 and because the mind set on the flesh is hostile towards god for it does not subject itself to the law of god for it is not even able to do so and those who are in the flesh cannot please god so let's kind of stop there for a minute 
Um, I'm going to read this out of the Passion. And, you know, there's, a, there's always, there's people that will say King James only. And, and I, I used to be New King James only, right? <laughs> uh, and the beautiful thing is, um, is that our understanding really does grow. Is that true? Uh, otherwise, um, we would still be thinking that um, to heal somebody, we need to let blood or go get the leeches. <laughs> Thank God that we're grown, right, <laughs> in, in our understanding. And the, the point is, is that um, so many years ago, um, the understanding, there, there, there are some problems with some of our translations in the past. The King James Version, there are some, there, there are some scriptures that are misinterpreted. They're, they're not correct. And I can show you that where words were added and, and, and things were taken out in, in, in the actual Hebrew translation. Um, but, I, you know, we don't want to beat that horse to death or anything, right? It's just, it, it is what it is. And here we are later, you and I get the amazing advantage that today we have so many opportunities to study the original language, the Greek, the Aramaic, the actual Hebrew, and our understanding of it. Uh, you know, one thing that's cool is that as society has grown, our understanding has grown, our vocabulary has learned, more detailed uh, words are about, right, that we can break things down, understand things a lot better, and I, and I love that. And so um, people that don't like the passion or stuff like that, I you know, I understand that, but you're just missing out because what Brian Simmons did uh, was really do a great, great study. He looked at everything like certain phrases that were said in the Greek. Like, what did that phrase? It's, it's like if I mean, here in Texas, if somebody's if, if some of us are Chicanos or whatever, we say, I tell watch you, man, we're out of here. You know, some people, they're not going to know what that means. Right, Chris? You and I know what it means, right? Raquel doesn't know, but <laughs> anyway. But like what he did in the Passion is he went back and he looked at, okay, what did that phrase mean in that time, in that era? What were they really trying to say? And it's beautiful how he was able to break it down, and he's still working on it. I, I love it. I think it's great. Uh, I still read back and forth. But here's what, here's what he got out of uh, verse uh, let's start at verse 4. Um, where is verse 4? Do, 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 God, verse 4, where are you at? Okay. So now every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life in us. And we are free to live not according to our flesh, but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. Um, if you read uh, the book of Romans, we go back to Chris Valentin's teaching and you can go count them all. He says 47 times in this book that your flesh is dead. I, I, I died and no longer do I live, but Christ lives in me, right? My flesh is dead. I'm a new cre creation in Christ. Amen. And, and, man, y'all sound like y'all believe that. That's awesome, man. <laughs> it's good stuff, man. Amen? Look here what he says, though. So now every righteous requirement of the law 
can be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life in us. Why? Because he's the righteous one. And no longer do I live, but he lives in me. Whose nature do we have now? His. You actually, oh, I love teaching on that. I didn't do deep enough, I don't think, not too long ago, but righteousness, consciousness. Ooh, man. You're not a sinner, right? Anyway, sorry, rabbit trails. So the righteous requirement of the law is fulfilled uh, through the anointed one living his life in us, and we are free to live not according to our flesh, right? Why? Because your flesh is dead. There, that's a whole other teaching to get into and talk about, uh, about whether you're, you're flesh and you're, you're battling your flesh and all that kind of stuff. That's a whole separate teaching that I love to talk about. But your flesh is dead. That's what, that's what the book of Romans says 47 times. Uh, can I do Valentin's thing? He goes, dead, 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 times four. Your flesh is dead. Now, I know there's all battles and all that stuff, and that's a whole other conversation. My point is, is he says you are free to live, not according to your flesh, but look at this, but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. As a kingdom citizen, this is the question to ask. Am I living by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit? You know how many people in America actually vote? You know how many people actually take part in their constitutional right? I forgot the number. <laughs> I didn't put it in my note. <laughs> I, I, think it, I think it's something, I think it's somewhere around 28 or 32 percent that vote. I, I, may be, I may have that off. I, I actually didn't put it in my note for some reason, and I can't remember it off the top of my head. Um, I wonder how many of us, uh, get up and, and oh, <laughs> you felt that too, huh? How many of us get up and are not looking to walk in the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit? Not because you don't want to, but because life gets in the way. See, kingdom citizens are always kingdom. Whether the dishwasher breaks or whether your dog does something he shouldn't do or whether you go home and you get a thrashing, Man, I believe what I what I believe what God's trying to do in me with hammering this over and over in my head is He's trying to get me to be the in the in the place in the mindset where every waking moment that I live, I breathe, I move as a kingdom citizen, which one of the characteristics of that is that I walk in the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. Whether I'm in the grocery store getting, a, uh, getting some bunches of mustard or if I'm over picking out cheese on that big wheel that they got over there in H-E-B that I love. I'm, I mean, it, it, whichever way it is, I, I'm meant to walk in the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. The point is, is am I aware of that and am I functioning in that as a citizen? It's my right. It's my authority. It's my God-given understanding as his son to walk in the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. Not according to my flesh, but according to his power that lives in me already. 
See, that, I think that's where God has me right now, trying to where um, when I wake up, that, yeah, I got to wash my face and brush my teeth. I got to take Ellie out and all that kind of stuff. You know, the other night I was, I was, I took her out and we, we take her, there's a spot at the end of our building and then you cross the street and there's a bunch of woods there and some nice big grass spots about as big as from those chairs to here. We take her down there because over there you ain't got to pick up the poo. It's just the woods. And it's funny because ever since I moved in and started going over there, not like everybody's going over there. But we go over there and, then, you know, she's off the farm and she's just she's walking through the woods. I think she feels like she's at home. And um, the other night we're coming back and we're walking down the building beside ours, down the, the sidewalk. And we're, we're walking through and it's it's probably like 10 o'clock at night. And, you know, um, I was honestly just trying to think about what I just want to get home. I, I want to I want to shower, man. I want to go to bed. I, I was a little grumpy at the moment, Angela. I was, I was a little grumpy. Ellie was having a, a bad day. She's walking. When she has a rough day, she walks like this. Have y'all ever in your life seen me walk that slow? So I'm over here. I feel like I'm doing the, the slow moonwalk or something. <laughs> Come on. You know, she's got a messed up hip. She's, she's real. She's damaged, man. She just, she's messed up. And so I'm understanding. But as we're walking by, just out of nowhere, I'm over here grumpy. I'm like, oh, man. And just like that, I didn't hear an audible voice. But I heard this, this thought come rushing through my head. And it was so, like, I thought Raquel popped me. It was like, and the thought was, this would be a good place to release some angels. And I was like, oh, man. Now, there's a part of me that was like, dang it. Why didn't I do that right there? Why am I not thinking that way? And then I hear another thought that says, hey, I didn't, I didn't tell you that. You're wasting time. <laughs> And so I did. I just started releasing angels. And, and what does that look like? Well, I mean, when you read the scripture, you see it. I just started praying. I said, Lord, right here, man, I just release angels of power right here in this part of the, of the complex. Man, these apartments here, there's five stories on that building. I think there's five. There's five rooms right there. Man, Lord, just release angels of power. Now I keep taking a couple. I'm still walking and, you know, I'm coming with Ellie. Man, Lord, I just release um, Angels of understanding and angels of protection and angels of divine interaction and uh, angels of healing, man, healing, ministering angels, just like Hebrews tells us to. I just started releasing all that. I got down to the end. I turned the corner. I kept going. I remembered New Year's Eve night. We came home and, man, those people right there, boy, they were F-bomb this and F-bomb that. Boy, they were about to throw down on the balcony. And, man, we just, so I just started praying, Lord, just, yeah, angels of Holy tongues. <laughs> I just started releasing angels the whole way. Got into the hallway, and same thing. I just, all my neighbors here is, you know, I'm coming down our hallway. Uh, Lord, I just release angels. And my point is, is that I wasn't thinking that way when I took my dog out. 
to go to the bathroom. Now, that doesn't mean, oh, I'm a sinner. He got the, he, you know, he, we used to think that God had one of them uh, paper mate erasable ink pens. And, oh, you weren't thinking kingdom. He's racing your name out of the book of life. You hear it? And then he would go, oh, you asked for forgiveness. Okay, let me write you. That's just so dumb. That's the way we used to think. My point is, is that I wasn't thinking that way. I wasn't thinking as I'm walking out my dog about walking in the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. Now, does that mean I need to get it tattooed right here, walk in the dynamic power? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I do. So that, so that every time I go to scratch, oh, dynamic power. Yeah, okay. I don't know, but I believe what's required right now for me is that I need to be more aware of walking in the dynamic power. Why? It's nothing I have to do. It's my right because I'm a citizen of the kingdom. That's how my dad wants me to walk around. Is that, does this making sense? Are y'all with me? Yes? Okay, cool. Um, dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. Look at verse 5. Oh, I love this. This is, this is where I wanted to get to. Um, for those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. Oh, man. Spiritual realities. He goes on, um, well, let me stop there for a second, because the reality that you and I face here in this world is not our true reality. You're dual citizens, yes? You're a citizen of this world, but you're a citizen of the kingdom. And the kingdom citizenship overrides that you're a U.S. citizen. Or if you're here on a visa, or you're really from, we got a friend, the Sangos, right? The Sangos are from Belgium. And he's got, he was born in France, lives in Belgium. He's got like three, <laughs> he got like three citizenships or something like that. Sango from the Congo. He's from, no, he's from Belgium. Moved to France. Now they live back in Belgium. He, he um, I think his family's originally from Nigeria. Uh, speaks Spanish and like eight other languages. He got like three citizenships. <laughs> Our kingdom citizenship overrides our earthly. And so what realities are you looking for? As a kingdom citizen, you and I are meant to live and look for the spiritual realities. What, what, is, what, are, what are the realities that are spiritual? I believe they're all summed up in one thing that Jesus said. Nothing's impossible. You need healing? No problem. That's a reality in the kingdom. You need freedom? That's a reality in the kingdom. You need more understanding about God? Need more understanding about you? 
There you go. That's a reality. You need provision? Your finances? Is that a reality? And we could go on and on and on because of who he is and because of now who we are. Does that make sense? So your kingdom citizenship, my kingdom citizenship is meant um, to be lived by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit, but it is also to be motivated to pursue those realities. See, you and I are meant to pursue spiritual realities. We want to see people set free. We want to see people walking in healing. We want to see people walking in wholeness. We want to see people walking in, in their full mental capacity. We want to see, you know, broken bones healed instantly. We want to see dead people raised from the dead. We want to see blind eyes open, right? We want to, we want to see, we want to see. We ought to be pursuing those realities. So for me right now as a kingdom citizen and where God has me is I'm trying to become aware of what those are around me. What are the spiritual realities that are in my life that I should be pursuing with this person at work, with this person at this job site, with this person uh, that, that comes? You know, um, one of the things that our company that is really important uh, to Raquel and I uh, is that we like the, the salespeople that come to us, uh, the delivery drivers, the UPS guys, uh, the FedEx guys. Well, not them. They come after hours. They don't matter. No, just kidding. But these people come to us, and the last thing that I ever want is for them to be held up. Now, we have truck drivers that pull up, and some of them, they're jerks, man. Like they don't, they'll open the door to the truck and, and they'll just stand there. And then some of them will jump up in there and, and start helping push the loads around and all that kind of stuff. And our whole point is, man, you get these guys unloaded as fast as you can so they can hit the road. And that's, that's one of our, that's our heart, right? Because we're thinking of them. And we had a guy for a while that, man, he just, he, he just, he couldn't get it. Now, he was a Christian, but he didn't have the heart to live that way and to be that way. Everybody was supposed to work for him. And he always did everything the simplest and easiest way. How can I get out of doing this? Right? That's, that's, does that make sense? That's not a kingdom reality. That's not a kingdom pursuit. Is that, we just read a while ago that people that live by their flesh think of only themselves. But the kingdom looks around and pursues spiritual realities through the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit in everywhere around you that you can touch. That's what I'm shooting for. I'm trying to be that kind of a citizen. You know, whenever someone tries to get their citizenship here in America, um, there's, um, I've actually helped a few people get their citizenship. We had some guys working for us for years and years, and I didn't know that they were actually illegal. And so they came and they went through process and they, you know, they did all their stuff and asked me if I would support. I didn't have to give any money. I had to write a letter, uh, you know, would you, you know, stating that, 
They are very productive citizen. They are, uh, they are, you know, they don't cause any problems in our, in our work environment. You know, I wrote a real nice detailed letter, which is all true. Um, and, uh, and they got their citizenships. Isn't that cool? It's, it's beautiful, right? But, you know, they don't want you if you're not a productive citizen. <laughs> like, does that make sense? Like, and, and good thing that dad doesn't have that law on us that, oh, you're not producing today, Roger. Wham! <laughs> Marilyn, you being lazy? Wham! Ronnie, oh wait, no, not Ronnie. I mean, it doesn't happen that way with us, right? But shouldn't we, out of the price that he paid, pursue the most value out of our citizenship that we can? And you know, it's not even a selfish thing. It's just, you're right. It's, hey, this is you. You're a kingdom citizen, man. Spiritual realities are your first and last name. Dynamic power of the Holy Spirit, that's your first and last name in Spanish. Well, I thought it was funny. Thank you, Zoe. <laughs> Let's look right here. I want to read this note to you real quick. Um, So there's this really interesting phrase in verse 5 that was written in the original, in the, in the, in the Aramaic. And it's interesting. So let me read verse 5 out of the New American Standard, and then I'm going to read out of the Passion, and then I'm going to tell you what this phrase is. So in verse 5, New American Standard, For those who are in one accord with the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who are in accord with the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. So in the Passion, it says, those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves, but those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. Yes? So here's the thing. Um, in the Aramaic, this phrase can be translated as, those who are in the flesh see him only in the flesh. But those who are in the Spirit see Him in the Spirit. Meaning that who you are being is what you see. Is that crazy or what? Like, like think about that for a second. It, what he's saying, what the Aramaic, the, the, it, it's, a, it's a way that that phrase can be used and said in the original language. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So basically, it's like that's a, you're, you're, you're living with these glasses that are scratched, and that's your view on everything. Everything's scratched. I told you all about my conversation with my amazing wife at Black Walnut a few days ago, or a couple weeks ago, right, where I, I saw something, and it's, it's more of that rejection thing that is coming out of me. It's another layer of it. It's another level of it that, that finally I got to the place where Dad can dig that out of me. With the help of my wife. Because she's so awesome at that stuff. And when you have a rejection issue down in your heart, then everything you view is that lens. 
Somewhere in there, it, it filters its way in. You look into scratch glasses, everything's going to look scratched. Does that make sense? And so that's what that phrase there is saying. So are we seeing spiritual realities because they're not there? I mean, are we seeing them? Are we not seeing them because they're not there or because our vision is we're not pursuing? And that's not a step on your toes. Everybody come to Jesus meeting. That's a, hey, church, let's wake up, man. Let's wake up. Join with me and let's run after spiritual realities. Let's, let's run after what can Father do through us and around us right here. Where, 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 what? What's the impulse of the Holy Spirit? We just read that. Amen. What's the impulse? Where am I? Oh, you want me to pray to release angels over these apartments? Hey, cool, I'll do it. Oh, you want me to be nice to that? Hey, how you doing, sir? And then they turn around and they go like this. Well, I mean, too bad. We've been finding there's a lot of people like that at our apartment complex. We're like, hey, how you doing? We go walk down the waterway. Raquel's been walking. Man, we'd be at the waterway in like 40 seconds. It's pretty cool. Nice out there. We go walking, man. And there's some of these people where they're, they're walking and they, they look like they do like this. Like if Roger's me, they're doing like this. They go. They're just going and going. They get, or we say, hey, how you doing? Hi. That's okay. Spiritual impulses, spiritual reality is, is that the kingdom is kind. Yes? The kingdom is gentle. We don't turn around and say, well, don't be a jerk. We don't do that. We just keep on going and we see them again. Hey, how you doing? There's some people in the apartment. Man, it's this older couple. And um, uh, they, they're on, one of them's on the cane, the lady's on a cane and, and man, they are just one of the sweetest couples. And um, they've seen me with Ellie. And one time the guy says, young man, she looks about as old as I do. <laughs> and I said, well, I said, you look good, but she is, she is old. She's a little busted up. He goes, yep, that's both of us. But now when they see them, when we see them, you know, it's, it's this awesome interaction we don't know each other's name. I didn't hit them with the new King James. I didn't, you know, I didn't shondai anybody yet or anything. It's just, hey, how you doing? Because I'm building that relationship with them because the impulse of the Holy Spirit said, be nice to those people, man. Because the spiritual reality is, is that he wants something deeper with them. Amen? Amen. Are y'all with me? All right, let me wrap this up. There's one more um, Spot I wanted to get to, verse 6. Um, oh, technology went off again. Sorry. Uh, verse 6. For the, mind, for the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the spirit is life and peace because the mindset on the flesh is hostile towards God. For it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So in the Passion, verse 6 says, um, oh, I lost it. Um, For the mindset of, of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the Spirit find life, finds life and peace. And in fact, verse 7, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan in refuses to submit to his direction. Those impulses that we read about a while ago, you don't listen to them. That's where 
you're not you're not you're, you're not walking in that spirit with that vision right so he says uh, because it can't do it verse 8 says for no matter how hard they try god finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh but when the in verse 9 but when the spirit of christ empowers your life you are not dominated by the flesh but by the spirit and if you are not joined to the spirit of the anointed one, you are not of him. So one thing to point out here. In verse 7, that part about um, uh, the mindset, uh, this mindset of the flesh, it focuses on the flesh. It fights against God's plans. The, the breakdown of that is that it refuses, um, where my notes go? Uh, it refuses to submit to his law. What was the law? Love. Love one another. So when we refuse those impulses, we're refusing that law. And lastly, um, this verse 9, it's really interesting because there is um, an unusual clause here uh, in the Greek. That part in verse 9 where it says, if anyone is not joined to the Spirit of Christ, he cannot be himself. Is this, it's another way that this phrase was said at that time. So do you see that in verse 9? Um, but when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you are not dominated by the flesh but by the Spirit. And if you are not, right there, joined to the Spirit of the Anointed One, you are not of Him. So there's a, another phraseology for that, which is um, you cannot be yourself. And it is the same uh, similar construct, constructed phrase in Luke 15 and verse 17 where the prodigal son, where the prodigal son, it, the, the scripture says that he came to himself. We've always read that, that he came to his senses. But in actuality, that's not what it is. It doesn't mean that, oh, he, he got smacked around in the pig pen and he came to his senses. No, the reality is, is that he came to himself. He stepped into, he, oh, this is not who I am. You remember that part? I didn't, I didn't plan to go there in the scripture, but do you remember where he, he's in the pig pen and he, and he comes to himself? Man, the servants in my father's house have it better than I do right now. In other words, son, this is not who you are. Get your butt up and get home and get back to your father's house. It's the same phraseology that when we are yielding away from the impulses of the Holy Spirit, away from the spiritual realities, then we are not being who we really are meant to be. And as a kingdom citizen, we are meant to be everything that he made us to be. Amen. Amen. Does this make sense today? Are y'all good? Yes. So the point I want to leave you with is that you and I as kingdom citizens in an earthly place of dwelling currently must pursue the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit, the impulses of his words and that we must pursue the reality of the Spirit around us.
That's what we must do. Why? Not because we have to, but because we are kingdom citizens. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? A declaration would be that I am a kingdom citizen. A decree would be I'm going to walk out the spiritual realities of as, a, as a kingdom citizen. They're all around us. What are they? Where are they? Who are they? When? How do we see, move, impulse? Go, go, go. Holy Spirit, what do you got? I don't know. I know now when I walk the dog, I'm asking. <laughs> Holy Spirit, you got anything here? I feel like I've done that a couple of times since that, that moment. I feel like now he's unswitched on me. Now he's like, I don't know, you tell me. Oh, man. <laughs> exactly. What do you want to do? That's exactly what it's like is... I don't know, son. I got your attention with the last time. What do you want to do? Oh, snap. Well, there's no limits for you and I as kingdom citizens. Amen. So, Father, I just thank you this morning for the awakening and the awareness of the citizenship that we have in the kingdom. And we're your sons and your daughters. We're your children, and you clearly and plainly state that we are meant to live with the dynamic power of your Holy Spirit. And so right here today, Father, I, I just speak that over every person that is in this sanctuary, every person watching online right now on Zoom or that's watching the YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast, man, I just speak that over you that you will walk in the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. That will happen because you will listen, as, as that verse in Romans 8 said, you will hear and feel and sense and smell and know the impulses that Holy Spirit is trying to use to get you to live in the, or to pursue the spiritual realities that are around you. We got to listen, church. Amen. Amen. It, it's, it, 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 that's, that's the whole point. Listen, uh, if you're new with us or you're watching, we full on believe, and I can show you in the scripture that just like you have five senses in the flesh, you have those same five senses in the spirit. Uh, there were some of the prophets that heard, some of them felt, some of them sensed. There's all kind of scripture about smelling and tasting. We sing it this morning, taste and see that the Lord is good. How does that happen? It's crazy weird. It's a spiritual reality. We can show you all that kind of stuff. The point is it happens. And so however he speaks to you, that's the, you know, that's one of our biggest intents of our heart here at core. Do y'all remember that? I haven't said it in a while when we did our, our prophetic training a couple of uh, few years ago where it, our, our phrase, or our, not our phrase, our direction was 
that the intent of the class was that we would learn to hear his voice so that we could um, hear, hear his voice so we could do his will so we could change the world around us. And however he speaks to you, that's the thing that we need to push into right now and pursue. So, Father, I just pray that over everyone. I pray a clarity of vision, a deeper hearing capability, that our taste buds in the spirit would, would awaken to newness, Lord. I pray that our, our sensitivity of our nose to the spiritual realities around us would just come alive. That, you know, your word talks about the sweet incense, the sweet aroma. Lord, let our, let our nostrils be more aware. And Father, for those of us that just know and are knower, that we would have a clarity of discernment and understanding so that we could live in the dynamic power that is ours, so that we could pursue the spiritual realities as we listen to the impulses of your spirit, which is your heart, God. Man, thank you so much, Father. Man, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. He's so good. Amen.